Gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in. Here it comes. Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. You like that? You like that? I like that. Welcome in. This is Defeating the Curse. My name is Joe. His name is Stevie in position two. Matt is going to join us in a bit. I'm excited. Matt's making his return to the pod. Perfect timing, too, for Matt. I mean, he's all in on all, all the baseball stuff that's happening, Stevie. And I got to be honest, I was into it last night. I was into it last night. It's tough to pick a team or to cheer for the Braves or the Phillies. I don't know much, but I know that you really shouldn't be cheering for either of those teams given we live in D.C., but man, was that exciting. That was exciting to watch. It was exciting to listen to, and I even commented to you uh, last night. It It's very hard. Like I had the multi-view going. I don't know if you're if you're doing the multi-view on YouTube TV where you get like the, the quad box or the side-by-side. Outside of the first quarter of the Monday night football game, I, I do like listening to the Peyton and Eli soundtrack. But as the night goes on, it, it it does get harder to listen to them, especially when the game is not that interesting. But the the broadcast audio sound, like the feel of the event, was so much different. And it just it pulled me in and it kept me locked in on the baseball side of the screen. Uh I I, I know you live for this time of year, and Matt does too. I'm gonna venture to. I'm gonna guess that you watched very little Monday Night Football. Un poquito. Yeah, yeah, that's about. Hey, that's, how, hey how, listen. How much football did you watch on Sunday this week? You you are having the 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 new sports experience, Joe. Welcome to the the new world order here, brother. Okay, NFL, poo poo. Okay, and FP's not here to fight me. Okay, NFL has been going down the tubes. Look, quality of play has gone down. Quality of quarterbacks. Bad teams increasing, uh, broadcasters awful, uh, pace of play has slowed down. Whereas MLB has picked up. I mean, I, I mean, there's so many things that make the NFL unwatchable. If you're not placing a, mul- a giant four leg, eight leg parlay on a game, I don't know who's watching a Raiders. Who was it last night? Packers game, or who's choosing that over one of the best baseball games i have seen in a very long time i mean it felt like a it felt like a heavyweight fight it, it just like there was i was trying to explain it to one of my kids who admittedly don't like we all got into baseball right like it was the baseball family when the nats were making their crazy run and it hasn't been that way but i, I was trying to explain to them like why it was so loud you know down here in the basement when i was watching last night because I, I got i was really excited watching it and honestly i was i surprised myself that i was that into it given that there was one football on the other half of my screen. But I, I really just, I mean, it was, it, it, I think it had something to do with like the game coming down to like Bryce and the base running and the crazy catch. Like we'll wait for Matt to kind of get into all of it, but, but, you know, to bring this back to football, just we'll, we'll kind of go football. Then I, I think we'll, we'll switch back into baseball. I, I generally agree with you. I mean, hard, like it's, it's becoming more and more difficult to watch bad football. Right. I, I think as I've gotten older, as uh, collectively as our attention spans have gotten shorter, there's too many breaks. There's too many, like even with the reviews, like it's fine, but the game, it kind of at times moves like molasses. Like it is, it feels drawn out, you know, very different than soccer, which I love watching on TV. 
and even baseball. And, and again, we'll we'll talk about like what baseball has done right here with regards to shortening the game. Um, they had, I mean, they had record gate in attendance this year, which was crazy. I pulled all the numbers. We'll talk about it all. Uh, but what you know, but the NFL is it's in a weird spot. Like they last night's game was was a I mean, it was two teams battling for two and two. The whole league effectively at this point is alive, right? And and it's the same thing we've been saying for several weeks. One, admittedly, I've calmed down since last week when I went berserk after the the uh the commanders lost to the Bears and, and just abs- just a pathetic showing from from the commanders and looking around the league like they are who we think they are, right? Or you you are, I think what you said last week was perfect. Like you are what your record says you are. And I think that applies to the majority of the bottom teams. And I, I mean, obviously there wasn't one single game that I watched really closely or that I want to recap, but you look at the teams at the bottom. I'll just give you my low five here. Let's just jump right into it. The Patriots, the Patriots, we, we might be witnessing the end of Bill Belichick, right? He's going to, he's not going to go out on top. He's not even going to go out as an average coach, Stevie. He's going to go out as, you know, he could potentially be out this season with, I mean, not just a losing record, but a pathetic one at that. I don't know if Kraft has the patience to let this Mac Jones, Belichick experience continue. And 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 what what is shocking to me, just focusing on the Patriots for a second, this is the first time in a long time that I, I don't, like I don't could you name two players on either side of the ball for them right now? They have no star power at all. At all. Like they they like it it was clear when they peaked. You everybody knew who Tom Brady was and whichever receiver was playing with him. You knew some of the pieces on the defensive side, whether it's Brewski or Mayo or whoever. They've got no recognizable studs right now. So Joe, Joe, are you telling me that and this is a very foreseeable Potential right now. If Ron Rivera disappeared tomorrow, which is very likely, that'd be great. Don't would you take Biennami over Bill Belichick? They said, okay, Bill Belichick will be the head coach of the Washington Redskins. And, uh, and uh, I mean, I think I would still say, come on down, Bill, come down 95 and get it done here. I, yeah, yeah, okay. Like in that scenario, he's, he's leaps and bounds better than Ron. And frankly, the roster as constructed, the commanders have a significantly more talented roster than the Patriots do right now. So would I welcome him? Yeah, sure. Like, he, he can't be worse. Steve, you would take him over enemy over enemy over, uh, yeah, over, 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 yes. over 100% over enemy too. Yes, because because right now the problem is not a offensive problem. The problem with the commanders is a defensive problem, and it's a discipline problem, right? Again, going back to what we talked about last week, one of the first complaints to come out of training camp, within the first two weeks of training camp, players were complaining to Ron that enemy was working them too hard. Like that is a culture problem. That is a Ron problem. That's not an Eric Bieniemy problem. So, if Belichick became suddenly available or they traded for him and they fired Ron, yeah, he's the better option because this team needs an identity. It needs culture. It needs someone to like. The irony is neither one of them do much on the sideline. Like Belichick is kind of stoic too. He doesn't give anything to the media, and Ron shares some of that. The difference is one is extremely successful and one is not. And and frankly, the commanders have a better a better talent top to bottom. What's shocking to me is that he we might actually be watching the end of Belichick, right? Like he's going to go out on the bottom, and that's just I mean they're they're one in at this point they're one in you know a hundred. Like I don't see where they're going to get another win short of the Commanders game in a couple weeks on the schedule. Broncos, you, you look at the Broncos, terrible coaching. Sean Payton having to eat his words against um, Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets. I mean, they were celebrating. The Jets were celebrating like they like they did something. They beat one of the worst teams in, in the league. So, like, let let's let's take it down a notch here. But 
the Broncos are, are I mean, they're a ship without without a captain, no rudder on that boat. They are a disaster. The, the, the Belichick thing is interesting, though, because I think there's an, I, I, I want to use that term again because I like it. And I think there's also some geopolitical impact there. There's a new world order happening in the NFL where the, the, the days of defensive coaches leading NFL teams as head coaches is almost like, okay, give me, I, I'm just making this up now. Uh, your top five team, San Francisco's in there. Kyle Shanahan, offensive guy. Eagles are probably in there. Sirianni, he's an offensive guy, I believe. He used to be a quarterback's coach. Uh, Andy Reid in Kansas City, clearly offensive guy, right? So, you know, McDermott, I can't think. Offensive guy, maybe an exception there. And I think, Dan Campbell, uh, defensive guy. Yeah, I mean, but but the, the but those guys have identities, and they have a they have they they bring a culture with but, them. They bring an intensity I mean, with them. Think about all those former Redskins guys, right? Lafleur, Shanahan, um, the guy in Minnesota. Um, yeah. Well, and also McDaniel, um, Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell, so, uh, Minnesota, but Mike McDaniel is also an ex, an ex guy, you know, running an ex guy running in Miami. Um, and obviously Sean, I'm McDaniel, saying, so yeah, they're all, you, all you need an offensive minded head yeah, coach in this. NFL. They're all disciples, all disciples of the same guy, by the way, right. They're all part of that Jay Gruden tree, which every one of them walked out of the building here and we got run. So, you know, and, and, and just that, just a pile on here. Oh, damn it. I, I, I promised I wasn't going to go like a mile deep on this, but, but I promised your wife, but take care of your heart. Okay. I, I, I the, did you, did you happen to see what I shared with the boys earlier with regards to um, the offensive line that Ron inherited versus the one that we have now? Did you happen to see that graphic Stevie? Can I, I mean, can I just, I don't I'm going to pull it up here and, and I promise I'm not, I don't mean to like, I, I don't mean to make this about, you know, Ron and, and all the nonsense that we talked about last week, because there's other stuff I want to talk about too, but just, just listen to this team. Okay. Like what he inherited, Trent Williams, left tackle, Eric flowers, left guard. And you could argue that he was serviceable at yeah. best, but fine. Chase Ruye center, Brandon Sheriff, right guard, Morgan mm. Moses, your guy, right tackle. Mm. So M. if if they had this line right now, how much better would Sam Howell be? Right, even if you had two or three of these pieces right now, how much better would you be? What do we have right now? Charles Leno. I like yeah. him. I know you don't. Um yeah. Charles, Nick Gates, Blah. Sam mm. Cosme, who's rated by PFF as the best that they have at the moment, and Andrew Wiley. Eric Flowers, ironically, is out Blah. there as a free agent, but like Cosme is the only one that's even closely like he's the best one and he's rating out as a C and the best thing he's got going to his credit right now is that he hasn't given up a sack this season in 200 plus 230 plus snaps. But like, like, I mean, the Broncos, the Broncos are a mess that they, they can't protect Russell Wilson. He can't protect himself. Like they, they have some bright spots on offense, but they're, they're a disaster and it comes back to coaching. The Panthers clearly hold on before you jump in, the Panthers drafted the wrong guy in Bryce Young. Let me just round up my bottom five here. The, the the Panthers got the wrong guy in the draft. He's too small. You can see it like plain as day with your eyeballs when you watch the Panthers play. He's timid. He's small. The Panthers, and they don't have a first-round pick that's going to Chicago. Um, the Giants are are a, another just complete disaster. I, I don't know where the Giants go from here. I know Matt's going to join us in a second. We can get his take on it. But that that team is a complete mess as well. Uh, with without any you know reasonable or or identifiable talent outside of maybe Darren Waller and Saquon when he's healthy, 
And then the Bears, and I, I, I struggled to put the Bears in the bottom five because Justin Fields has looked so good over the last two games, and they just whooped up on the Commanders. But, you know, they still are, are kind of lacking an identity. But the one thing all those teams have in common is they they, they don't have, a, like, a winning culture, per se, and their coaches right now are struggling to make an impact with those teams. Dayball may be the closest, but it's it, it, it's such a stark contrast at the bottom of the table and, you know, in weeks past, I had the commanders somewhere in the middle, 15, 16. They, they belong around 20, 22, 23 at this point in the season. And frankly, I got them losing against the Falcons. I, I can't pick them to win. I don't know if you see it differently. I know you're going to be there, but I, I don't see how they go into Atlanta and win. Well, look, look, there's probably 20 bad teams in the league. I mean, right now we could list 20 teams that have no chance of con- competing in the playoffs, right? Someone's going to have to make the playoffs. So it's, it's not like these teams will make it, but by the way, just to go back to your O-line thing, I know I'm all over the place. O-line and defensive line are the two positions on the football field that FP can, can kill me for this. I don't listen to PFF. I don't look at PFF stats. Just in your eyeballs. Yeah. Well, Wait, PFF your, said your eyeballs that watched one. zero minutes of football this past weekend. That's right. I'll take zero minutes of my eye test versus PFF saying that Chase Young led the team in in pressures and Chase Young had the most oh, QB hits all over Chase Dude, all over that's, Chase. The O-line D-line is a much more eye test situation than passes broken up by a defensive back, yards after catch by a running back or wide receiver or something like that. The, the, those are much more tangible stats. Offensive line, defensive line, you need to use the eye test. The eye test in Washington shows we have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And to the comment, to the commenter's question, do they still have a shot at the playoffs? Absolutely. Not because of any good thing that the commanders have going on, but because there are that many bad teams in the NFL and in the NFC particularly where outside of Detroit, Philly, can't even put Dallas, San Francisco. You can't put Dallas in there anymore after the whooping they took. Outside of those three, and you can put in Seattle just because why not? I mean, there are not six quality teams in the NFC. But, but uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to go the other way. I don't think they have a shot at the playoffs because to make the playoffs, you've got to win. You've got to win at least against the, the bottom feeders in the NFC. The Bills lost fine. They were going to lose to the Bills either way. I'm fine with it. They could have beat the Eagles and they didn't. That will come back to haunt them. The Bears' loss is going to haunt them more. And frankly, when they lose to Atlanta this weekend, playoffs are gone at that point, right? Because these are these are two teams that they will like the Bear. The Bears look considerably better right now as a playoff sh- with playoff uh, to me to make the playoffs because they're they're playing better football. Like I don't I don't know where the Commanders go. Uh, from here. Come on, come on. They they, they win on Sunday. If they, they win on Sunday, and they got to deal with the Giants. And Daniel Jones, who, as I documented last week very eloquently, he owns this team. And he will run for 60 yards straight down the field and score two touchdowns. And Chase will be dancing around on the edge, you know, not not getting the tackle. There's a very good chance that eight and nine will get you a wild card berth in the NFC. I don't think so, because I think the Cowboys will still be a a plus team in the end. I think, yeah, I, I, I mean, I do. I do. Look, you mentioned some of the better teams. I'll give you mine, and then we'll uh, let, let's let's switch into baseball because I know you're anxious, and I want to bring Matt in here too. Top five, 49ers for me are number one. You tell me if you disagree. I got the Eagles at two, even though they, you know, sometimes they 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 tend to fall asleep during some of these games. 
I'm going to go with Dolphins at three. I, I just think they can score at will, and adding Chase Claypool is... I, I don't know how McDaniels plans to use all of those weapons, but they are insanely fast. I don't I don't know if you... I, I know you didn't watch it, but you, I, I would encourage you to go look at the... the well, eight, eight the, turns I, out. Yeah, I understand. But they, they still got Raheem Mostert. Like, they got other people that can that can play, right? But they, they seem to be able to score at will, even though Tua had a couple blunders in that game. I got the Lions at four... And then it toss up between the Bills and Chiefs at five. And on the outside looking in, uh, the Ravens, I know they lost. I don't like them as much, but I I'd sneak, I just like the Jags. I don't know why. I know like they, they've got a long way to climb as far as like power rankings go. But they've, they've demonstrated they can play a complete game. Like, and they can play on both, both sides of the ball. Seattle, I'm not a big believer in, but, you know, 49ers, Eagles, Lions, Dolphins, Bills, and Chiefs in some order, those last three. Those are the best teams to me, at least to my eyeball. The Bengals, Bengals look better, but they still got a huge hole to climb out of. Do you you disagree with any of those? Uh, I, I don't love the Lions in there. I just think I, I don't trust. Yeah, they're four and one, four and one. I I, I don't trust them. I'm saying if, if you're going head to head, I absolutely trust the Bills and Chiefs over the Lions based on, on who their quarterback is, based on playoff experience, based on things like that. Same thing, I think, in Miami. I mean, Miami – it, 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 I mean, Tua had some really bad mistakes. The goal line, 102-yard uh, interception. Then he had another another interception uh, in, on his side of the field. And so, and again, Miami hasn't shown they can really stop anybody on defense. And so I think the common thread between all those other uh, top five teams is a dominant defense. When you look at San Francisco uh, and Philly in particular, um, you got dominant defenses. And so um, – I think it's those four teams, San Francisco, Philly, Buffalo, Kansas City, and then I think a Miami, uh, Detroit, second tier. Um, you know, let's see what happens over the next couple of weeks. I do think, like you said, Cincinnati looked awesome. I thought Joe Burrow, they made a real cognizant effort to get Jamar Chase uh, the ball, right. and I think it paid dividends. And I think that's just great coaching. I yeah. think that's just, uh, but you know, but, but like the ja- the Jaguars are three and two, the Colts are three and two. And and I know, I think they actually improve with Minshew under center, as opposed to uh, the Rook. That's just my, my read on it, you know, drive by style. I'm not following that team. That's, that's super close, but you know, for the commanders to make the playoffs, they're going to, they're going to have to beat. They're going to, I mean, they're going to be in the mix with teams like green Bay two and three, the Falcons and the saints and the Buccaneers, all three, three and one or three and two, all positive. And, and Seattle, you know, three and one, even the Rams who they, they see later on in the season are two and three. Like th- this is not a, I don't think it's a guaranteed or an easy path, uh, you know, for the skins to the playoffs. I, I just don't see it that way right now. No, 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 no. Nobody said uh, a guarantee or easy path. What the question was, do they have a shot? And the answer is they absolutely. They will have a shot the entire season. They'll have a better shot if they fire Ron. I, I, I or, I mean, I, I just, they've got to make a change. If they, if they lose in, similar fashion to the Falcons as they have, or if they continue to bleed points on the defensive side of the ball and lose Ron, I mean, he has to remove JDR. He just has to, or, I mean, the, the few fans he still got are going to turn on him. I don't know anyone that's a fan of Ron. And I will give a shout out to uh, John and Chantilly who uh, requested Howie Roseman uh, for $30 million from Philly as a GM guy. Does John know that he's getting the shout out or do we need to let him know? He doesn't. He doesn't. If he's listening, okay, he needs to jump on. Okay. 
Are you ready to switch into baseball? I know you. I know you're excited, and I can see Matt in the green room here. He's super excited too. Are you? Are you ready? Any other football topics? No, we need a baseball. We need. Look, this is a wellness check for Matt. Okay, like Britney Spears had her own wellness check. This is a wellness check for Matt Demet, who was a Mets. I mean, well, I'm gonna wait till he gets on. I mean, okay, it's, exciting. Make sure he's okay. it's exciting to to welcome him back. I mean, his team played like 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 uh, like you know trash on fire, but you know we can we can leave that. Which, part which one of his teams? Okay, which oh, one of his teams? About the Giants too, but. Isn't it nice to see his smiley face back on the pod? Of course I mean, it is. Uh, he lives. He lives for this time of year. It's Matt the Met. What's up, fellas? Back How on the you? pod. I'm back, baby. What's up to our four listeners out there? Our yeah. wives, moms. <laughs> hey, we don't care about live numbers. We care about replays here, Matt. That's what we good. care about. I'm assuming you're watching what's happening in. Uh, I in am Texas watching, moment. and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm on the. T- what's funny? What 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 like as a Mets fan, right? I heard all the talk coming in. Obviously, you got Degrom and Scherzer on the Rangers. Neither is pitching, and they're about to go to the ALCS. We couldn't get out of the first round with those two dudes last year. The irony hey, Scherzer, is just Scherzer's not going to be there. Though. Scherzer, Scherzer will be gonna, there. Scherzer will be there. He's going to give you three innings and seven <laughs> runs. Okay, but he's going to pretend like he's going to go out there. They'll be intense. I'm He'll sure get his ring. All the faces, right? He still makes all the. Faces. He was he was prepping for the ALDS, but they didn't put him on. Honestly, they don't even have to. Like, they're mashing. They're they're just they're bashing the Matt, ball. They're lining up and say, like, yeah. Uh, uh, to get you on the podcast, all this baseball talk that was just a, a, a pretense. This is a wellness check on you. Okay, I'm doing all right. Make sure you're okay. Okay, you uh, had you had your Mets collapse. Yeah, uh, highest payroll in baseball. They collapsed Ever. in June or July. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, it was early. It was early enough that I didn't have to I care. Like, yeah, I mean, it was it was great. By right around June, I was just like, okay, summertime with the boys. Okay. Let's just so focus you, on. You, yeah, you had, yeah, you had your summer free. Yeah. Then training camp opened, and the Giants. Uh, yeah. Their collapse happened week two. Week two, we're overpaying quarterbacks, which is great. I mean, everybody's overpaying their quarterback. But, like, we had a franchise quarterback that should have never been a franchise quarterback. Wonderful. Saquon Barkley, like, he fights to get a big contract. I mean, look, you can't blame a guy for getting hurt, and he's extremely talented, and it sucks to be candid. But, like, come on. Everybody, who didn't see this coming? Who didn't see this coming? And then, like, I can't I mean, name I can't name three guys on the squad. Like, I can't. Like, I don't – and I don't care to. Like, honestly, it's not worth my time. Sundays are. There was a guy who had a hundred and two yard interceptions. Uh, Sterling Shepard, <laughs> right? Which guy? So which guy are you talking about? The guy who had a he picked off Tua for hundred and two yards. Couldn't oh, name oh, him. Oh, couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I, I, I know him. He's number five. Thibodeau, and then uh, what's the the uh, the big dude up front on the? Defense? I don't know it was your My team. Huh? Well, Leonard Matt, Williams, Matt. right? Is Leonard Williams? I'm studying them for like two weeks. Matt, I'll uh, trade you our number ninety nine Chase Young for Thibodeau straight up, and you wouldn't do that. No, I get it. We are the Giants are tanking for Mister Irrelevant. We're trying to find our Brock Purdy, baby. We're gonna find our Brock Purdy. Because they can't, they can't draft well at the top of the draft. Who the heck drafts Daniel Jones? So when everyone else say, "Don't touch the guy," no, who did they pass up on? Give me a quarterback. They passed up on. Oh God, the names hurt. Honestly, passed up. They they. That's on Montez Sweat, who's deserving of a of, nah, a, of a. Let's of a see. What I think. Nah, I can go. I can go. It up. Yeah. Listen, the football. We need a stat boy. Where's LP? I know. Seriously, what is this? <laughs> I mean, he, had, oh. he. I believe he does have an active subscription now to PFF to help us with some of this stuff. But 
Listen, I, I want to talk about baseball. I want to like explain to me, Matt, why I was so excited watching last night as Bryce. I don't know what Bryce was doing, but the catch, the throw, the missed catch, the throw to first, like all the excitement, you know, the the the, the ballpark going bananas. I, I know, I know, I'm not supposed to be cheering for either of these teams, but I can't help but find myself sucked into the game and kind of pulling for the Braves. I, I don't know why. I just. I feel so, like I feel like they're nice guys. I don't know what else to say. Listen, I tell you something about the Braves. Um, man, I wish I, I wish I wish I was a Braves fan. Like that's how that's the the that's the best thing. I, that organization is so well run. They're so smart. They draft well. They keep the right guys. They pay them. They have this team locked up for the next six or seven years. Pitching staff and offense. I mean, I too was rooting for the Braves. One because I'm tired of all these short series. Like. I think like we there's a bigger conversation here about is this playoff the way the playoffs are structured working or not. Last night was playoff baseball and it was fantastic and it was two really good teams going after each other. Um, the the Braves bullpen deserves a lot of credit for not letting that game get out of hand. Falling down 4-0 in Philly, you would think that game. I honestly was ready to turn it off. I was telling my son, go to bed. There's nothing to watch here, right? I turn away, and then I see the chatter. I'm like, oh, my God, the Braves. Oh, my God, the Braves. And then, sure enough, oh my, these guys, I've never seen a lineup. They had four dudes with 30-plus home runs this season. One of them had 40. One had over 50, right? Like that that type of number. Eight guys had over 20 home runs. Nobody's Nobody has hit the way these guys have hit. They run. They play baseball really well. They've got some really good – I mean, they're a perfect – team and they sucks that they almost went like last night could have been the end of that series and i think i was rooting for the same conclusion i was like this has to continue we want to see two good teams play it out right i expect that this will go five i think just steve's gonna get his dream out there i think he's yeah, gonna go steve, get to see steve's it because he wants to see it in person on saturday i would too i would too and but i will say this about philly man that stadium rocks like that stadium well, really we had doesn't... we had pete from philly on last week and he was all in his feelings we, he was like half watching the game and half talking to us but he he was like he was riding every pitch as if it was you know is that's it like it's it season's on the i road. don't have anything good to say about any one philly fan and i don't have much good to say about a bunch of philly fans <laughs> together but the only thing i would say is when you throw them together in a stadium they make a lot of noise whether they're booing santa or whatever they're doing they're doing it at loud decibels and it's intense Matt, I mean, what what Joe is feeling, okay, just just corroborate here. Joe is feeling the the beauty of playoff baseball right now. I mean, what you saw was everything that was great about playoff baseball from the jump out in front. I mean, they silenced that crowd at Truist going up for nothing. I mean, for, for, for 15 innings, essentially, for all nine in the first and then six in the the, the sec- game two, the Braves that potent offense that Matt just so eloquently described for for a minute there was silenced. These guys couldn't hit anything, anything. off of Wheeler and uh, who was it Ranger who, who pitched game one. Suarez, they couldn't yeah, hit yeah. anything. Suarez. So all of a sudden they're down four nothing. The season is over. You can't go back to Citizen Bank Park down o two. Then. They score on a terrible play by Trey Turner. Now, Bryce Harper saved Trey Turner because Bryce Harper's play was so bad that we don't realize Trey Turner let in the first run on an error himself. And then Darno, I mean, you're talking about their eighth, I mean, their number eight hitter. I mean, he's essentially their backup catcher, right? Sean Murphy is their everyday guy. Darno hits a two run, just absolute blast. Former it's Matt. the end of Wheeler. Form. <laughs> there Former you go. Matt. 
Wasn't that, bashing like that with the Mets. I'll tell you that. But that that's what got Wheeler out of the game. That was the beauty of the of that. He had to come out after that. And then Austin Riley and that moment. I mean, you just knew something was gonna happen. Acuna stealing third. I mean, I, three two count. How a game can flip on one pitch, an NFL fan, an NBA fan doesn't get it. Maybe a soccer fan gets yeah. it because they can flip yeah. on a goal. But it's it's you, it's you just gotta experience it. What, what, I'm, I'm a callback. One sec, one sec. Callback. Ninety six Lairitz home run. It had that same oh feel. It's like, is look. I'm not even a Yankees fan, but it had that same feel. That's a serious. Just turned everything. Turned like you left that game last night saying the Braves are going to win this series, right? Just for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I think that's what you left feeling. Like up until then, Bryce and Bryce Harper is his own worst enemy. I mean, he he ran past that sign. Right in the in the last series, he scores. Everybody's like, "Great, the hustle, the whatever." But he gets on base. He's a little reckless. I mean, he's always been a little reckless. He wants to kind of he wants to show that he's got the play red better than anyone else. And I think it bit him in the butt yesterday. Honestly, like I think it bit him. And like, I mean, no, a game has never ended. I don't think there's ever even been that kind of double play in a playoff series yesterday. So for a game to end that way, and for the catch to be as dramatic as it was, it was just. It was amazing. I watched it. And I was like, I was in awe. I was like, I want more. Like, let's play it. My, my nine-year-old son watched the play in the morning, and he plays AAA baseball. And I asked him, what did Bryce do wrong? Said he didn't stop at second. That was the right play. Yeah. Bryce needed – the ball was not going to get catched. I mean, the Michael Harris, the, 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 the run he made and the jump he made to catch that ball, Bryce needed to be at second. But what Bryce did is he made that turn so hard – that that was the only way he was going to get doubled yeah. off. If he had just stopped in front of second, once the ball dropped, he still would have scored. That ball would have bounced off the wall. Michael Harris yeah. would have had no chance. He was going to score easily, but he got too aggressive, too cocky, too caught up in the moment. He turned second. He slipped on the way back, and Austin Riley made a, a, a little league play, backing up the throw to the cutoff man that we have been – you know, hammering into our kids in Little League, you see a third baseman making tens of millions of dollars, backing up that throw and throws a dart. You're right. The Braves are going to win this series. I don't know how they're going to go into Citizen Bank Park and win, but if anyone can do it, it's these guys. Those were, yeah. I think, the, are they the two best teams left in baseball? Probably. Maybe the, the Astros, Astros are still. Say about the that. Astros are still, yeah, yeah. But, but those are the two. That was the slugfest. And whoever comes out of this series, clearly the Dodgers look like a disaster right now. And and the Diamondbacks look awesome with their pitching. But the oh, two the, best the teams Orioles in the NL. Look, the Orioles look terrible too. I mean, this is – and this is one of those things I wanted to bring up with you guys as the, as the baseball connoisseurs here, right? Does MLB have to fix this playoff format? Because you, you've got – like I'm, I'm looking at the Diamondbacks. Just, just one example. They, they lost over 110 games a couple seasons ago. They make the playoffs – and now they're on the precipice of, of winning a short series against the Dodgers. Like there's, there's something I feel like, I just feel like there's something flawed here when the season is so long. What do you, what do you want? The NBA best of seven where every series is miserable. No, I, I don't know what was wrong with the old playoff seating with baseball. Like I understand the, the need to get more teams in from a, you know, it's better for revenue. It's better for the TV. It's better for the fans. I, I understand that, but the season is disproportionately long. And now there's a disadvantage to the better teams like you're resting them if if like rest in all the sports with the exception of football generally not a good thing like you don't want players getting like soccer has its own cadence and rhythm you you play on the weekends you've got your european tournaments or whatever during the week 
it has somewhat of a of a cadence. With basketball, we see this regularly, right? As somebody sweeps in the in the conference finals and then they're just sitting for four or five days. They come out tremendously rusty. Is there something to be said about that with baseball where you're you're not playing every other day? You're you're literally playing every day and sometimes multiple games in a in a day. So there's just something that seems again, casual fan here, but it just seems off that you would have such a long season with such an such um an importance placed on you know over 162 games like you're you're trying to fight for these top seeds but they're those teams are legitimately at a disadvantage i i, I believe they are coming in coming in cold so a couple couple of thoughts here though so baseball has by far the smallest number of teams that actually make the playoffs right and i think outside of any other sport rarely do you get a team that doesn't actually belong in the playoffs like you might get a bad division winner but if there are six playoff teams or seven playoff teams six of them actually played really well enough like that conversation we were having about can the commanders get in to the playoffs in baseball it's less likely that you get that one you know you, you might get one but you're not going to get two bad teams in there so i will say that i think i think the wild card makes for teams to go in like the diamondbacks you had the reds you had the cubs you had teams that like switch out the diamondbacks for any one of those teams even the marlins right you would have had good teams playing so i think on that level i think base what baseball has done is they are forcing teams to play better to to actually go out and make an exciting you know uh the the, the trade deadline like that stuff is really exciting because you have more teams that are in it so coming to the playoffs i think the format actually is really great i think what we saw with the mets it's last year three- Best of three, then uh, best of three, best of five, and then best of seven for the final two, right? Yeah. For the CS and the World Series. But th- but doesn't doesn't it seem doesn't it just seem odd that y- you play all of these games and if you know if the seating falls you know the way it does you got to win two again. So I, I, I just, I'll take I'll mm-hmm. take the three games over the one game wild card that they had uh, for the last few years before, right? Like you have like that, to be able to to come out and just have a one game playoff that doesn't feel like even like remote to the point is baseball is played in series anyway throughout the season right so put a series together best of 3 actually i think is is a good series a good starting playoff series because you're usually playing a three or four game series against the team in the regular season that continuity there that continuity there is actually really good like the Mets, they won 101 games last year. They should have won that series against the Padres. They didn't, right? And I can't blame the playoff format on this that. This guy's still salty about a year I'm ago. I'm very salty. I was 196 a few seconds. Yeah, I mean, okay, but my point is... What are you doing in 1996? So I actually think the playoff format really works, but there is a problem. Like, what is the incentive for teams to win their divisions if we're going to constantly have these better teams, right? Mm-hmm. There's got to be something that we could do within... I, I actually like the playoff format but is there something and i haven't figured out what that thing is yet that incentivizes winning your division right like winning your division and getting that by because it should help you to set up your 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 pitching like rotation but bats go cold like that's the one thing we know about baseball bats that sit bats go cold and it takes a game or two to get hot and the braves i think i mean look look at the orioles look look at how their season is going to end here like they are yeah I believe yeah. they're the better team between you know themselves between the Orioles and the Rangers. The Orioles are the better team, and I, I think mean, that's debatable. But I think I think coming out of the way the season finished, yeah, the Rangers had a had a lull there that I think ruined their or made their season look worse than it was. But at one point in time, they were leading the AL West and could have rightly won the. I mean, I mean our, they, well, they lost it on the last day of the, the season, right? And so. Dodgers, right? So, same deal. Diamondbacks and Dodgers, right? Like, like it's it's better for baseball for the Dodgers to be 
in the playoffs longer, right? Just TV and ratings purposes. It just the is. problem. The problem you have, yeah, exactly, is just that like nobody wants to watch like Rangers Diamondbacks. Like that's a potential series, right? When you think of all the series matchups that you, I shouldn't say nobody. It'd be a good baseball oh, nobody, series. Nobody, nobody wants. But no, right? But like, but that's not. I mean. Sign me up for Braves Astros. Like that's what I'm hoping for. That's what everybody I think is what, what baseball think, fans want. So. I, I think I think baseball also deserves some credit. I think to a casual fan, and I, and that that's the category I, I would fall in. You know, I, I believe I should fall into the average game time way down, right? Like, and and I think that has been like as somebody who like I I generally struggle to watch an NFL game, which is somewhat time boxed. Last night's game flew by, like it was it was exciting, it was loud. But it was also just over three hours, right? It was shorter than the average NFL game, and that's a big I mean, deal. Big deal, Joe. You, Joe, you, you, this guy's trying to not piss off our NFL sponsors here. Okay, off air. Okay, you admitted that we were watching the Raiders. Packers. Who did they even play yesterday? Packers yeah. and Braves Phillies, and you were saying the Braves Phillies was so much better. Joe, you, you, Goodell's not coming after you. Okay, you can admit well, it. I, okay, I, you it, can it's, admit it's, it. It's well. I, I, I don't know if I can sit down and watch, you know, like the like two terrible NFL teams. I I mean, I don't I'm not drawn to every playoff matchup. OK, like right now I got the game on. I'm, I'm watching it off screen here, but like I don't really care. Like I don't really care about about Baltimore. I don't really care about the Rangers for whatever reason. Division rivals, whatever. I do care about Bryce. Right. Even if I'm rooting against him, I do care about Atlanta. I don't know all the nuance baseball stuff that Matt was you know spewing earlier about how they pay the right people and they love each other. And then the clubhouse is, is, you know, smells like roses. I don't know about any of that stuff. I just know that from a young age, when I came home and there was nothing on TV, I could turn on TBS. And it was a brave game. It was a Braves game. And I always wondered, why does this thing start at four or five? Like, why is everything on TBS start at four or five? I have no idea, but I knew I could find the same thing with, with the Cubs. I, if you WGN, there's going to be some random, random baseball, you know, game on in the middle of the day that I can pretend to understand or watch. But I think like when you look to the average fan in particular, a couple of years ago, a game was three hours and 10 minutes, you know, on average regular season game, it's down to 240. That's a huge drop. And it's a meaningful, it's a meaningful change. I mean, I was telling you, Stevie, the, um, the MLB official numbers, their official gate totals 70 million in attendance. It's the best they've had since 2016 or 2017. That's not by accident, right? When the games are shorter, you can actually plan to do things after, especially in a town like DC. Like I, I know I'm not going to be in the, in, you know, in Nats park until 10 PM. I'm going to get out of there by, you know, nine 25, whatever. Okay. There's time to get a drink. There's time to do other stuff. It, it's, it's a big deal. And, and this was the stat that, that really caught my eye. Um, only nine games during the 2023 season lasted longer than three and a half hours. Nine, two years ago, 390 games lasted longer than three and a half hours, 390 down to nine. That is a huge drop, and it's and, and, a meaningful one. Listen, I, I'm going to push back on Matt's point. Is the shorter playoff series are awesome, and to me, greatest experience of my life, Matt Demet, 2019 Wild Card, one game, uh, Nats Brewers, uh, Juan Soto clears the bases in the bottom of the eighth inning. The, the most bonkers moment I have ever been in in a sporting event, which obviously led to them winning the World Series. And to me, the beauty of these short series is best of five, best of one, is how you handle the pitchers. And the Nats showed that in 2019. If you have one game, you know who came out of the bullpen in that game? Steven Strasburg came out in relief. There's one game. You're throwing all your horses in, in 
because you have one game. Same thing with game fives. And, you know, I remember we played the Dodgers. Strasburg started it. Scherzer came out. Like, that was so cool. Game seven of the World Series. Corbin comes out of the bullpen, uh, uh, you know, after Scherzer. Pitches three innings. That's the – I mean, imagine an NBA where – a playoff series where LeBron can only play every third game. Or he could only play, you know, ten minutes of uh, the next game where he started that game. How – Amazing. That's that's the one manager. The one. I'm with you. Look, I just think a one game. I think a one game playoff for baseball just feels inorganic. Like, give me three games. Give me a series. Right. That's typically how you play throughout the season. Right. I think that's like. I think what that's the other. You have the other problem in the NBA. Right. Is like you play once. You you play a team twice sporadically in a season. Right. Across and then you go and you have to match up against each other and it becomes a strategic matchup over seven games and these series tend to get pretty boring. Right. And then they because they figured each other out. Some seven some of the series are great, but I like the three game series. I actually think three five. I'm with you. I think those are good. I, I'm not against them. I'm just saying maybe all three games are at home, right, to the to the division winner, right, because that, the, instead of giving that third game on the road. And I, I forget what the rules are, but I'm just like something has to be done to incentivize the better teams to be, to continue to be better or else like you have this weird thing where everybody's vying for the wild card and almost nobody wants to come in first. I'm not saying baseball's there yet, but like it's just it's just an interesting thing that we're seeing and I'm and let's let's give it a couple more years. But I like I like the three game series a lot. I think it's I think it's cool. But I think I don't want my hundred win teams out by my hundred win yeah my hundred win teams out by the second round of the playoffs. Those are the teams that I want to watch. I like dominant teams because they're often they're often very well put together. You're gonna get the Strasburg moments. You're gonna get those better moments because they have the better players, right? And so. I want to see them for longer, and I just think baseball is doing itself the loan disservices. It's do and it's not a bad problem to have, like to have a hot team go and beat the best team. But for me, well, it just something you need feels that. off about I it. I actually think you need that well, for the, for for you know fair weather fans. They they need names and people that they can identify. Like you, you yeah. don't. That's what you don't get with you know Diamondbacks and Rangers. You, like I don't know anybody on either of those teams. Like I couldn't. I couldn't. I Who doesn't want to see Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman go well, up against the Braves, right? Like, that's well, what I would I was want just going to gonna ask you, Matt Demet, why are the Dodgers imploding right now? Dodgers pitching staff was been all season, I think, has been one of their Achilles heels, to be honest with you. I don't think they have the pitching. I think their lineup is great. I, I think this season also, like, they had a few plug-in players. Like, they've got some very, – they're very top-heavy, I think the Dodgers are, where in, in past years I felt like they had more even rosters, and I think that's why they're imploding. I think – what you saw Kershaw doing game one, man, it was, I felt bad for the guy. Like the guy's one of the generational pitchers, but comes to the playoffs. The, he forgets how to pitch. I, I don't know what happened. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but his playoff track record is terrible. And like, and th- the series is too short to allow for that. Like in a seven game series, Kershaw has a bad game one. Okay. He's coming back game four, game five. They may not see a game four. Like that to me is mind boggling that you can't so you can't come back from no, that. I don't think they're gonna see. I mean, yeah. what, what, watch watching Magic cheer the Dodgers on. You could see the look in his face is please, you can't lose because then I'm gonna have to attend more Commanders games. <laughs> 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 which are not very fun either, friend. He's he's uh, doing a lot of passive aggressive tweeting uh, during Commanders games. Yeah. But listen, baseball, baseball. I feel like right now is on the precipice of like a renaissance. Like I think it's already started for the the diehards, such as you know both of you guys. I think fairweathers and and casual fans are coming back to the sport in in droves. I think it's it's a much better game day experience for kids. I think that's a big part of it. 
it's also again like offense is up, stolen bases up, success rate of stolen bases up, attendance up, game game length down, home runs up. Like if they can just you know if if the names become more of like household names, right? Like you know. Matt went back to the nineties. I'll go back to the nineties too. Right. Once upon a time, what put baseball on the map for a lot? Brady Anderson. He's going to put, he's going to say Brady. Anderson. I was going to say like Sosa, Sosa and McGuire, right? Like there was, there was draw there. Like there was, you know, it, it just feels like baseball's finally like not living in the shadow of the steroid era. And it's just like, Hey, this is, this is an awesome product here. And it's, it's, it's very easy to consume, especially in HD, especially like there's just something about it. And it, it, it it's, it's it's like well, and you know, Joe, they're doing a lot of this without any love from the worldwide leader, okay? Because those guys sold their soul to the NBA, and 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 Stephen A's got to make every story about the NBA, and they have to sell those broadcast rights, leader, those TV the, rights. The worldwide leader is is effectively out of the sports business at this point, outside of uh, oh, the, the, the few. No, no, listen, the, the talking head shows. Why why why, why can't I? How, where do I go to not see Pat McAfee? No, well, you know, he's going to be everywhere because they paid him an arm and a leg. He, he, okay. come, him coming over to ESPN to the worldwide leader was, was the reason they let go of about 15 people on July 1st this past summer. So, like, they are, they, they don't have any original content that people care about. Maybe Pat McAfee's an except, he's a, a slight exception. And Stephen A, like, there's a few people that they care about, but the majority of the shows on that channel right now. Are people you you even if you know who they are, you're not going to tune in to listen. Who, to them. who cares about the shows as long as they have the broadcast rights? But they don't they, have those, those either. Will, what 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 games are they broadcasting? NBA? Right Sunday the NBA. NBA. We, I can do a whole show about NBA ratings. No, but nobody's watching the NBA. Yeah. NBA's finished. NBA's finished. They they full they they went full on social justice warriors. It's oh, like <laughs> honestly, nobody nobody's watching the NBA. Nobody. Last year's finals was the was the worst they've had in seventeen seasons. Nobody's watching the finals. Yeah, what was exactly? The do, do you know where Chris Paul's playing now? Like, like I, I could. I mean, I, I still Golden follow. State, I know that he's in Milwaukee. He's in Golden State. He's in Golden State. Oh, one won last game. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Milwaukee. Damon, no, no, Milwaukee. What was the question? Who won? Who won the NBA finals? <laughs> Are you kidding? Golden State. No. 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 The team did it for the first time in their history. Oh, Denver, 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 Denver. Who they play? Oh, it's awful. Denver probably played Milwaukee. Do you know any other East? Do you know any other teams? No, wasn't Boston. It wasn't Toronto. No, no, it wasn't Boston. No, no. Who did Denver beat? Oh, this is embarrassing. I feel like. I mean, how long do you want? But to your point, like, yeah, I just. Dude, Philly, no, not Philly. Who was it? Come on, you, Miami, you, you, Miami, you, stupid list Miami, all, Miami, list Miami. Miami. We'll get him eventually. It was Miami, Miami? which is a terrible series. Like as Denver, Miami. Like, come on. Like, can you do? Can you go back one more? Anybody? Golden State, Milwaukee. Boston. <laughs> no, Golden State, okay. Boston. All right, all right, Matt. Yeah, keep okay. going. Keep going. Uh, then we have Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay, okay. The Bucks okay. over Phoenix. Over. They beat Phoenix. Very Phoenix. good. Yeah, very good. Okay. All right, 2020 and in the bubble. LeBron Lakers. Bubble. Lakers yeah. Heat. The fake title. Okay. Before that, Toronto Golden State. Okay. One more. And Golden State. Uh, somebody. LeBron's last year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, right, you guys got it. Okay, you're watching. A little. 
A little. You're Googling. Yeah, okay. Uh, we, no, I bet no, we can not... name the 90s ones a lot easier. A lot easier. Oh, let's, let's go. Let's go. Who, who, who 1990? Uh, Bulls. Uh, Lakers. No, Bulls. No, 91. 92, 92. Pistons, Lakers. Bulls was the Pistons, Lakers, yeah. Yeah. 90s, Pistons, Lakers. 91, Bulls, Lakers. 92, Bulls, uh, Blazers. Blazers. 93, Bulls, Sonics. 94, Rockets, Knicks. 95, Rockets. Who did the Rockets be for the second? Rockets. No, it was uh, Magic. No, Rockets Magic was the second one. Rocket Knicks was the first one. That was the one John Starks went like oh, 0 for 17. And, and the, yeah. And OJ took off. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had uh, MJ come back. So then you had 95, 96, uh, Sonics, 96, Jazz, Jazz. 96, 7, yeah, Sonics, Sonics, Jazz, Jazz. Right. right. Yeah. Spurs. And then Spurs Knicks. That was the beginning of the Spurs. Yep. Yep. No, then it was being So Lakers, that puts us into Lakers, 2000, right? Well, it was, it was Spurs, then Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. Yeah. Spurs. No, Spurs. no, Pistons. Oh, yeah, Pistons. Pistons, Pistons had that. Yeah, yeah Pistons, Pistons then, yeah. yeah. And they get to Spurs. So, yeah, but that 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 was the best era. The, the 90s, early 2000s, that's the best yes, era. Yes, I, I agree. That was the best era. But but just to bring it all back to where we were, like nobody's watching the NBA in general. <laughs> like that's a problem for the worldwide leader. And, yeah, I, I mean, we, we could do a whole show on that. Like, but that's what what baseball like i like i said i just i feel like baseball's on the precipice of a true renaissance here like for the casual fan the game is short the game is lively it looks good on tv it looks great in in uhd like if you're watching in 4k like through one of the apps on apple tv or something it looks it just looks awesome it gets what into, you haven't seen yet joe television almost i'm gonna i'm gonna assume you haven't seen the umpire cam because you'd be talking about it right now. If you haven't, I will send you some videos. Definitely. It is I'd love to see wild. It. I'd love to I see I mean, it. watching a slider or curveball from an umpire's I'm, view. I'm all in on how these, the hell can uh, you yeah. hit this? Send it to me. Send it to me. Because I'm 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 I am fascinated by it. Like there's like the the science behind what a batter sees and the reaction time, like more so than in any other sport. Like in football, the players are super fast and the the gap, you know, to throw a ball is really tight. It's very different in baseball. You're talking about, you know, a bullet coming, literally coming at you where you, you're effectively guessing. I know there's a skill involved, but they're guessing. They're guessing where and how exactly, you know, the bat needs to be a millimeter higher or lower and the, the angles. It's just a different, it's a cerebral game. I think Matt told me that once upon a time. And when he said it, like it made sense. And like, it's very subtle also, like defensive sets in baseball, very subtle. Like there's shifts and there's, like little nuances, like the analytics are very tangible in baseball, not so much in football where you just know this guy can't cover. Oh, Emmanuel Forbes is over there. I'm just going to target him, you know, 15 times this game. Last thing about whoa, the shift. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, is it true or false? Is it true or false? Like, <laughs> man, he's deleted his Twitter. He deleted his X. Come on. Guy's in some, uh, guy's got the okay. walls blocked off. Okay. It's like padded down. So, ba- look, what baseball did, I think, like, the first of all is is really interesting like the shift was completely legal right the shift is what basically when you would stack three guys on a side and baseball said you can't do that anymore right for the sake of the fans you can't do that anymore. and i thought that was a big mistake because i was like if i'm smart enough to set up my defense in a way to stop you why should that not be legal but baseball said we need more hits we need more balls in play we need more guys on base and like i i think that worked out so well like baseball honestly baseball's the best thing they did is they said we have a problem people aren't watching and we need to make this game watchable well, and the average age of those yeah. watching is 90 
So, and I think we need to, and I think the NFL needs a serious look at itself, man. I well, can't sit through listen, a three and a half hour game. I'm buying, with- I'm buying more and more into the, the Tay Tay uh, conspiracy theories that she's not actually there to date Travis. She's there to bring, you know, women and a younger audience to the, to the mix. Uh, because- to the, uh, yeah. Which, by the way, the coverage of that is pathetic. Like, that's so sad. Like, who cares? By the way, Travis Kelsey's on every commercial. Like, it's it's bananas, actually, how he's on, literally on everything. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't enjoy watching uh, all the commercials between the game. It's just, it's too long of a product. But Commercial um, after punts. Commercial I, wanted after to, uh, anyway, I wanted to talk yeah. about this NHL, this frozen frenzy thing. I think we'll park it till next week when we get FP back. But Matt, you were telling me that I'm I'm a little late to the game here. Does baseball? Baseball's got one on their app. Called, got this? Yeah, it's called Big Inning, like on the on their MLB app, which is another thing that baseball did really good. They centralized their content. You want baseball content? You go to the MLB network. You go to the MLB app, right? So they're not dependent on the worldwide leader or anything else. So Big Inning is fantastic, they're and so they'll take you, which is nice. Yeah, they also they'll take you to you know like hey Mike Trout's coming up soon let's go watch his at bat right and it's great and you're not necessarily watching critical moment but you're watching the guys you want to watch in moments that you want to watch them and it's fantastic so um nba surprisingly has one too called crunch time which is yeah. supposed to it's the wrong uh, sport <laughs> the, the sport moves like that sport moves it like, a lot less yeah i, yeah. I don't I, i'm actually surprised that I, didn't, I didn't even know it existed and I'm, I'm still an nba mark after all these years i still enjoy at times sitting down and watching an nba game but I don't think I would ever want to consume it that way. Like the beauty of the, the red zone is that you're, you know, it takes you to the team that's closest to scoring a touchdown and you theoretically are watch or you're recapping the touchdown Well, with gold rush and Golazo, Like that's fun to watch too, because they don't, they don't actually show you what's happening. They just switch to the game and then let you watch, you know, seven to, you know, 30 seconds of con- like, it makes sense in those applications. I didn't realize baseball had one. But like now that I'm thinking through it, it actually makes sense like to consume the product and, and you and you have enough games going on at the same time every day that having that up maybe makes sense, you know, exposure to more players and more teams. Baseball go quad box too. Like they'll do that if because if they're in the middle mm-hmm. of a good inning, I'm they'll go quad with box YouTube with YouTube TV quad box. Oh, I fantastic. Love I just I love wish it. you could customize it. YouTube, if you're listening, Google, Oh, it's good enough. Like, hey, hey, it's no, good no, enough. No, no. It's good. Let me pick what YouTube games I want to watch together. Way. That's all. It's he doesn't awesome. appreciate the access. It's a very simple thing. Let me customize my quad box. How, That's how, all big I want. Your, how big is your TV? Because Stevie was, t- I, I'm doing it on like a, a normal, normal size TV, 55. Uh, what's normal? Size doesn't 55? matter, Joe. <laughs> I've got a 55 and a 65. You tell me. Uh, Freaking uh, Texas, man. They are just smashing right now. It's over. Uh, uh, it's over. It's over. Yeah. The Orioles are finished. Matt, thank you for making time. Appreciate you coming on and talking baseball. Hopefully, we get you back on here as things continue to take shape. Um, you know, the, the playoffs continue here. Stevie, it was good to see you too. FP, I believe. When are we doing the Premier League pod? Premier League. Oh, God, I'm ready to go right now. We kick Stevie out of here and we can talk about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, come on. Get a plug. Logan Paul, Dylan Dan is Saturday night. If you haven't been following that, you are missing out. <laughs> are you going to recap it for us next week? Oh, you have I mean, sports weekend coming up. I cannot wait. Saturday night, game five, Falcons Commanders. Sunday, Logan Paul, Dylan Danis. And then are next week, building, big fight. Are you building for the Commanders game? I will be in the building for, at Truist Park for game five, fingers crossed. And Falcons Commanders, I'll be sitting in uh, section 123. I have oh, a big yeah. sign for my son's seventh birthday. Enjoy one of those uh, $3 awesome, uh, hot dogs. Um, you know, it, Apparently, it's the best concessions in the, in the league. So 
I heard. heard. It's no Eli, right? It's Eli's birthday? Yeah. yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, Eli. Yeah, yeah, man. Enjoy big, that. Big sports weekend. That's big good. sports That's weekend. Good. Safe travels, Stevie. Matt, it was good to see yes. you. Thank you, boys, for coming you on. Uh, this has been Defeating the Curse, available on all social media platforms. Follow, like, share, ask questions. And if you aren't consuming the product live, that's okay. It's available on every podcast platform uh, that you can think of. It's on Spotify. It's on Google. It's on Apple. It's everywhere. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week, we are out.